0: Welcome back to this episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. My name is Danny, and I am a love and self-esteem coach that works with the LGBTQIA community, um, focusing on all things self-esteem and love and building relationships, healthy and sustainable relationships, and unpacking some of the stereotypes that we experience in the community. So if this is your first time listening in, watching, Welcome. If this is your second, third, however many times you've come back, then welcome back. Today, what we are talking about is dating, dates in the queer community. Um, and I wanted to talk about this because first of all, as a love and a self-esteem coach, um I hear a lot of stories from my clients about their dating experiences, Um, not to mention my own personal dating experiences, right, when I was uh, single and on the prowl, (laughs) to say um, the least, actually. But it really got me thinking about what we experience um, when we put ourselves out there And the dates that we go on and the people that we meet and the experiences that we have. And to be 100% honest with you, there's – I think every time – I don't know, actually. I'll I'll speak for myself. I think every time there was always this underlying kind of air of excitement whenever I would meet a new person – And i'm talking about dates guys like actual legitimate dates i'm not talking about a grinder hookup where it's just kind of like you get on the app and you hear the the notification pop up five million times and you pick somebody and you go you meet up you don't even talk share names you do what you got to do and you head back to the house i'm talking about like actual legitimate dates um and there's this kind of air of excitement to it right Probably cautious excitement because if you are like me, there were many dates that didn't really turn out to be anything or didn't lead anywhere um, or weren't as exciting as you had hoped they would be. But, you know, it really got me thinking about what I would have appreciated Um while I was dating, right? What what really would have set somebody apart in my mind and been like, oh, this is a totally different experience than I'm used to. And actually, there is there is one story that I remember. Um a couple stories, actually. And I'll I'll touch upon the one story a little bit later, but I wanted to talk about what dates you should plan. If you are wanting to set yourself apart from everybody else, right? So if you really want to stand out and you want to set yourself apart from every other guy, planning an incredible date is the best way to do that. And I didn't want to create just like this generic like how to episode because let's be real, you can find those in abundance on the Internet. I've done those, many of those. You'll see it on my YouTube. Um, but in this case, I wanted it to be a little bit more real, right? A little bit more natural, a little bit more organic. And, you know, I've come to find over the years of being a love coach that many people don't account for the psychological or the physiological aspects of dating. So let me explain this. Um, I will break this down um, or I'll break this up into the trifecta, right? Which is mental, emotional, and physical. And these three play key roles in lust, attraction, and connection, but why? If these are stimulated, right, then that means you are fully present. So if you're able to really stimulate the mind, the emotion, your body, your whole system is focused on what's going on in the now and in the present. And if you are present, you are able to connect, which also means you are creating Lasting memories. And the key to standing out and attracting the partner of your dreams requires two things, right? So, s- stimulating all five senses, which is touch, taste, sound, smell, and sight, right? And leveraging chemistry. And we've all heard the phrase, right? We have chemistry, or, you know, oh, the chemistry was just so amazing, or we, we, it would, the chemistry was through the roof. And when I hear those things, I usually will stop my clients and say, have you ever stopped to think what that actually means? And essentially, there are literal chemicals at play that are causing your heart to race, your palms to sweat, the feelings of butterflies, stumbling on your words, and a ton of other symptoms, right? So if you've ever heard of the term love drunk, It's a cocktail of chemicals that inhibit your ability to think straight. What is in that cocktail is basically, um, actually let's break it down into a recipe like the love junk cocktail. It's, an ounce combination of testosterone and estrogen right which is lust uh it's an ounce of dopamine which is the the chemical that's responsible for attraction and it's an ounce uh combination of oxytocin and vasopressin which is responsible for helping you to connect so make sure you mix it well and you pour it into a transparent glass <laughs> anyway so how how do we how do we leverage um that information, right? What is what are these chemicals, what are these hormones really really doing for you in that moment when you are on a date and how do you apply it to a dating scenario? Basically, we are going to plan the three best dates of his life and what we are going to incorporate is that we are going to incorporate some of these hormones so that you are actually utilizing the five senses so you're able to connect on a deeper level and so that you're able to really um, set yourself apart, set yourself aside from every other person. Because you know and I know that most of the dates that we go on in the queer community involves dinner and a drink. So the reason for that is because usually after dinner and a drink comes inviting said person over to your house or their house and then it's a wrap, right? So, let's talk about lust. This date should be the one where you attempt to trigger the lust hormones. And lust is incredibly powerful. It's an incredibly powerful feeling that is driven by the desire for sexual gratification. And from an evolutionary standpoint, it is rooted in our need to procreate. Now, get two men who have that primal urge and are attracted to one another. And what do you get? hookup culture. So I want to be clear here because I have mentioned this many times before, I highly recommend not sleeping together on the first few dates if you are looking for something serious and you are looking for something long term. That does not mean that there isn't the potential to find your partner from a hookup situation because I've seen it happen many times before, but it is highly likely that that relationship will not last. You are using lust to your advantage to rope this person in. So what is an example of a great? date that triggers lust, I would say wine tasting, dancing, a romantic dinner, a day at the beach, spa, all of these create an environment for desire and imagination to run wild, right? The important thing to keep in mind is to not drink heavily on your date. If you do, it is likely that your inhibitions will be Lowered, and you might get messy um, or say something inappropriate. Um, You know, a little bit of alcohol is okay because it helps to kind of ease the nerves, but an over exaggeration of drinking usually results in a hot mess of a date, in hookups, in the inability to really kind of connect with that person, right? Because if you're drunk, you're not really being yourself. And sure, some people may say drinking is truth serum, and that is that is true to a certain degree, but it's still not how they would experience you on a day-to-day basis. So, do not drink in excess. The next hormone that we want to talk about or the next thing that we want to talk about is attraction, right, which involves dopamine and norepinephrine. And it's also known as basically noradrenaline. Um, And these are the primary hormones that are at play here, right? And noradrenaline is the same hormone at play with the fight or flight response. So make this date exciting right? I would recommend something adventurous um, and maybe something out of the ordinary. So some examples would be uh, maybe you go to a theme park and you ride the thrill rides. You go on an outdoor excursion. You do indoor rock climbing. You go on a hike. Something that is going to get the adrenaline pumping so that you guys have that shared experience together. And I know you might be saying like, oh, gross. That's not cute. I don't want to be sweaty. I don't want to be nasty. I don't." What do you think you're doing in the bedroom when you're hooking up? If you're doing it right, you're sweating. (laughs) So might as well do it on a date where you're not hooking up and you're getting those those chemicals flowing and going and that adrenaline pumping and shit, maybe you're even kind of creating a scenario in that person's mind and imagining what it would be like to be in the bedroom with you because of the sweating and the huffing and the puffing and all those things. So just use your imagination here, right? Essentially, anything that gets your heart racing and and triggers some excitement, um, I would advise, asking your date if there's anything that they don't like. There's nothing worse than planning a date and then finding out that they are terrified um, of or hate whatever it is that you've planned. So say, for example, they have a deep fear of roller coasters and you plan a day at Six Flags Magic Mountain, oops, you fucked up. So make sure that you are inquiring, you're asking what their interests are, and then you're taking that information and you're utilizing it to your advantage. The next thing here is connection. And this is where you really drive it home. The chemicals involved in the connection phase is usually oxytocin and vasopressin, which is what we call the cuddle Hormones. And this is where you would really want to turn up the romance and leverage the five senses. You'll be using the five senses in all the other dates, but this is where you really want to emphasize that. And in psychology, there is a method called the 54321 model. And that is used to ground individuals who suffer from anxiety, but it's also an incredibly powerful tool when it comes to creating long lasting memories. And what is it exactly? Um, I'll break it down so that you you get an idea as to as to how to utilize it and what it does. But what you're trying to do is that you're trying to create a memorable date. So what do I recommend for this date? A picnic. And I know that seems so simple because I literally just said, like, oh, this is where you're really gonna drive it home. This is what you're really going to do. But as simplistic as a picnic may seem. It covers everything. It is the best environment to trigger the five senses and stimulate those cuddle hormones. And it's perfect one, two, punch. So why? Choose a location that is scenic, right? And has some great fragrance so flowers ocean make sure that it's secluded and meaningful bring a little radio with you so that you can play some music okay or your iphone i literally just aged myself i said bring a little radio that's really embarrassing <laughs> bring your walkman with you uh just kidding i, I guarantee you 60 percent of you probably don't even know what a walkman is but um whatever go look it up <clears throat> anyways just bring some music, right? Whatever you use, bring some music so that there's some nice tunes. Um, you can create a vibe. And bring some of your day's favorite food, foods, right? So ask ahead of time what they like, what their what their palate is, things that they, they enjoy to eat. And right there, you are already triggering sight, smell, taste, touch, and sound. And I guarantee you they haven't been on a date like that before or in a really long time time. And the goal is three dates. You are having a different experience on all three dates. And to be honest, it only takes three incredible dates to lock down Mr. Right. And the name of the game is to be different, to leverage some science, and to allow your personality to shine, to really um, show that you're putting in an effort to create a special... Environment, a special moment. Because what that also does is that shows care and consideration for that person. It makes them feel special, it makes them feel desired, but it also shows that you are somebody who is willing to invest the time and the effort. I am not saying that if you are somebody who, you know, wants to go uh on a date for dinner and a drink, that there's anything wrong with that. Absolutely not. Like that's that's totally fine and that's pretty normal, actually. But I guarantee you the person that you are going on a date with has probably been to dinner and a drinks five million times in the past couple of months with other people that they've gone on dates with. So it's not really different. It's not separating you from the rest of the group. And I think that is really where you're able to, to leverage these dates and this this information regarding you know the the physiological and psychological um aspects of dating that I guarantee you nobody else is really doing so use it this is my gift to you for you to use and I did say that I was going to talk about um, one of the experiences that I had so about I want to say it was two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, because the partner that I'm with currently, we've been dating for about a year and a month, um, and I was dating somebody prior to him for six months. And I remember we met on an app, and we were talking back and forth for a couple of days. Um, I was in Miami because I was filming, like I'm doing now, for our YouTube channel, and I was staying in an area that's near uh, Brickle, if you are familiar with the Florida area. And we agreed to meet up. And usually the way that these meetups go is that it's you go, you grab a bite to eat, and then you go back to each other's places and you hook up. That's that's usually where it goes. So I probably gave away what app we met on. <laughs> um, and what actually ended up happening is that we spent almost the entirety of the date just walking around brickle and walking over the bridges and going to like the little islands um not i mean if you if you know how florida is set up uh there's like little communities that are basically just like a bridge and then like an island so we just walked for hours and we talked and we talked about our interests and our hobbies and things that we like and our taste in music and food and and what it did was it stimulated the five senses right so smells that we were picking up on when we were walking the the touch of the the flowers and the leaves that we were that we were you know seeing on our way as we were walking and the lights that were up on the buildings Um, obviously we stopped to grab some something to drink or a tea and a snack so the taste like all of it was there and i remember it being one of my most memorable dates because i was like i'm not used to this actually. I'm I'm a runner. So I, I like to walk and run and do all of these things. So to be able to have incorporated that into a date, like it really kind of seared into my memory. And basically we started dating from that moment for six months. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. We're still friends and we still talk and all of those things. But um, I just remember that being one of my most memorable dates. And that just goes to show that if you're able to Create a memorable date that's different than anything else you're used to. um, You're likely to lock that person in. For me, he locked me in in one date. Really, is what it was. Um, But usually, I say three because it takes a little bit of time for most people, and I I like to advise people to take it a little bit slow, at least in the beginning, so that it's it lasts a little. Longer. Now, just because we went on that date and he basically had me locked in on date one, that doesn't mean that we slept together right away. Let me clarify. That did not happen. Actually, for many, many dates, we really got to know each other and understand each other. And that actually is what happened with my current relationship as well. We went on many dates before we even got to that stage because we really got to know one another and understand each other's personalities and all of that stuff. So that is why I say if you really want to lock down a long-term relationship, don't sleep on don't sleep together on the first date. I also know that I talked about the 54321 model. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make a short video on my TikTok um page. About the 5432 What bottle and how to utilize it. So if you want to learn how to do that, I would recommend heading over to my TikTok page so that you can see that video. Um, I will provide the information in the description of the podcast so you have that info so you can head over there and take a look at what it means. I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope it ramble on for too long. I love talking. I'm Cuban. I can talk forever and I need to filter myself sometimes, right, George? Ew. you're not supposed to agree. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, anyways, I hope you guys found this episode, uh, insightful, helpful, all of those fun things. And I will see you guys in the next episode.